Hello and welcome to the Marvelous Winner podcast. I'm on your go host, Henry, and this is... Your other co-host, Matthew. Yep, yeah, uh, we are the home for positive fan culture. And today, we're just going to go through the whole DC fandom event and how great it was all over. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so at the moment, we um, do have an Instagram page, um, at Marvelous Cinema Podcast. Uh, at the moment, we're doing reviews of all the MCU movies going through them. We've got like a, a five-star review sort of thing. And beneath that, we've got a full review if you want to read that. Um, also got our Twitter account, at Cinema Marvelous, doing the same thing there, essentially. Uh, yeah, I hope you can follow us in there. But yeah, but today we're doing just the, the DC fandom. Mm-hmm. And this... we, we thought we might also have Mandalorian trailer, but alas, we do not. Yeah, that kind of fell through. <laughs> uh-huh. There's happen. a lesson in believing questionable sources. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just <laughs> mm, don't. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a wide range of stuff to talk about after last night's shenanigans. Yeah. What do you want to start with? Do you want to go Ooh. through like, the order or just... Um, we can do. We can go mm-hmm. through the order or we could... Yeah, we'll go, we'll go, through, the, go through the order. Okay. Well, do you want to like, start with games and then do films and TV? Okay. So, do you? Uh, well, I've got the schedule for some reason on my phone, so it's easier to just go through like, what happened each time, you know? All right, then, we'll, go, we'll do it that way then. Let's okay. go. Let's do cool. this. Start with Wonder Woman, 84. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So for me, um, I think out of all the things I was shown, this is the least surprised I was about something. Because I, I think we all expected the trailer. We all expected to see the Cheetah character. Uh, we all knew the tone of the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movies going into it. So I was the least surprised with this trailer, but that doesn't mean that I didn't really, really like it. Um I just, I generally like just love the style and the way the Wonder Woman movies are being directed by Patty Jenkins at the moment. I feel like they're perfect sort of not. I don't want to say the opposite of like MCU because it's not. It's sort of like a similar sort of blend of comedy and character. But I like the idea like that these are so much more visual in a sense. I feel like I get a lot more of color out of these out of Wonder Woman movies so far. Mm, uh, I think. Um... This one out of everything we've been shown, I feel like this Wonder Woman film looks like the most middle ground of them all, as mm. in the most most similar to what audiences are currently familiar with, as it is. Yeah, yeah. Because think, we've got yeah. some we've got some pretty pretty out there stuff. <laughs> that was revealed. Yeah, yeah. Just, think... You know, it's not a negative for it. I think it still looks visually mm-hmm. interesting, and uh, there's a lot of room there. Yeah. And I, I trust Patty Jenkins and Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have questions about what they're doing with Steve Trevor, and I'm, I'm kind, I'm not iffy, but I'm, I'm just wondering what they're going to do with the, the, um, the cheetah character, and this, I'm, I'm not, I think I trust that this film's going to be very good. I'm just not going to put all my cards in on this one. Maybe. <laughs> um, mm, I don't mean. I yeah. feel after this last trailer, I feel more more up for what they're doing with sort of Pedro Pascal's character as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like he, he seems to be you now the uh, the driving force behind the antagonism of the film. Mm-hmm. I think this film's going to be a lot about power and giving people what they want, and that not being the right thing to do in all cases. 
it seems yeah. that way early. Because I think Maxwell Lord is a character that's going to be a power-hungry guy that's found some technology or maybe alien magic stuff, and he's found a way to grant everyone everyone's wishes to come true, including Steve Trevor, I think. I think that's what they're going for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how Patty Jenkins, who I think handles the first Wonder Woman film, with a lot of heart and very sincere moments and how she handles that sort of arc for this character. Um, I'm really excited for this, and I just... Yes, it is the most... It is probably the most um, blockbuster superhero movie that we expect from this lineup that we're going to go through, but it still looks like a very good version of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it does. Want to move on? You can do. I, I've written a note before. In my notes, I've pretty much done it as I watched through. I've got a note that just says German host guy is highly annoying. <laughs> I I thought the DC. Uh, the, like the way they did it was for the most part quite good but it's it was very weird watching people being in front of the green screen talking to no one if you know <laughs> that was it, weird i got some really 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 strong eurovision vibes yes that's what i was thinking it sounds it looked so so weird but like kind of charming <laughs> <laughs> um yeah oh god yeah um uh, it was a weird, I think it's a really good event actually in general. Like oh yeah, definitely. Considering like the world circumstances and everything as well. Oh definitely. I feel like if I hope kind of. I mean, I don't really know much about the fan events because I've never been to one. But I would I would probably enjoy if they found a way once quarantine's over to have a real life event, but we can watch it at home like we did just now. Yeah. Um, in some way, because I do think. People will still pay to go because of the experience of being there in the hall and cosplaying and all that. I think there's still a lot to be said for going there physically, but for us that can't live in the UK or whatever, um, I would rather have the chance to watch it like we just did, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was interesting to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's all the first time I've really, I've really had the chance to watch like a, a, a comic book event. Mm-hmm. As it happens, like most of them, for like mainly like San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. I always wake up in the morning to see like, the slate of announcements and what have you. Yeah. Whereas um, this one, you know, I, I was actually for most of it or half of it, I was there and I was watching it live. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I was watching the Wonder Woman trailer whilst it was going on live, I was wondering why it was so weirdly exciting compared to usual oh because i'm like i'm watching it with the rest of the world for the first time yeah like yeah it was it was i never had that experience with a, with a trailer or promotion i don't think um being there for the actual first showing i was it was it was very exciting <laughs> i was i was very worn out by the end as well <laughs> do you want to go on yeah we can move on what's the next one for you what's it's, the next one on your list uh the gotham knights um yeah video. so what's your thoughts on this I'm uh, mixed. Same, same. When it first started and we sort of launched into it, I was assuming it would be a continuation of the Arkham games. Yeah. Mainly because what I, th- I thought they were talking about the end of Arkham Knight, mm-hmm. where, spoilers, the mana blows up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then there were, there were certain things, like in the message, he says certain things that, and certain things happen in the in the footage we were shown that suggest it's not the same continuity. Mm-hmm. For example, 
they he mentions uh, Commissioner Gordon being dead, but at the end of Arkham, he's very much alive. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I know that throwing me off, but I just I think I just trusted that it was going to be a sequel to Arkham Knight because mm. it was Batman was dead and yeah. there's a whole city to go around in, and Warner Brothers Games are doing it. Um, so yeah, I look- I just assumed it was, but until recently, <laughs> to like today. <laughs> yeah, and also um, Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. Yeah, which I in did- the Arkham Knights she's Oracle because yeah. she's already lost the use of her legs. Yeah, it's it's I am um, story wise I am interested in it. I think it looks I think it looks good. <laughs> like I can't deny that it looks very good. Oh yeah, but yeah, I agree with you on that one. For me, I just I and not only did I want another Arkham game, but I also wanted not an RPG kind of experience because that's what it kind of looks like. Mm. Like a. When people when you hit someone, it's no longer the Arkham like flowing combat. It's more of a you hit someone and numbers appear to, and it's kind of like an RPG system, um, which which is a, a type of games that I have enjoyed. I have enjoyed RPGs, but I prefer not to play RPGs <laughs> um, uh, if I have the choice. Uh, so this one it started out very well. I thought it was going to be Arkham game, and we had the the bat, the the um, the motorbike. Which looked real cool, <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, yeah. but it kind of kept on kind of losing me throughout the entire the gameplay. Um, yeah. yeah, it did. Do you think you'll play it or not? Um, maybe. I don't know. I might wait until there's more gameplay revealed. Mm-hmm. At the moment, there's nothing making me think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that. Yeah, which um, you know, is is completely different to how I feel about the other game they revealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. For, the, for me, I don't think I would have to see more and hear, hear more about what it's going to be like to play it to mm. decide if I'm going to play this or not. Um, yeah, for me, there's nothing in there that grabs me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I don't think it'll be bad. I think you know it's going to be given the reputation that Warner Brothers games have and the, the you know the reputation they've developed through the Arkham games. I don't think it's going to be a bad game. Mm, no. I just think there's nothing in there that you know, grabs my attention. Yeah, it's a it's a game that, it, from my perspective, isn't isn't made for me in a weird way. I I don't really want to play it because it seems more of a, a full on full on game. If that makes any sense, <laughs> mm. uh, compared to the Arkham games, which are a, a good mix for me of um, gameplay and story. And this one feels a bit more fully focused on leveling up in a sort of like that sort of way um mm. which is fine i mean if you want to go for that go for that and make it a great game but it's already kind of lost me a bit from what i was expecting mm. yeah yeah right so what's next the flash the flash <laughs> yeah so we don't have any footage from this movie but we have a lot of like news and concept art because mm-hmm. i mean this sounds insane to me <laughs> um for a bit of background andy muschetti who made the the two it movies um horror director is making this one and the flash movie with ezra miller still um yeah it still very much looks like it's gonna be ezra miller yeah he's he was all over the all over the dc fandom <laughs> um it was interesting but um yeah i feel like horror directors in general have i don't know what it is but i feel like they have a 
they always end up making the better comic book movies. I don't know why, but um, that's right. It's a trend, actually. That's a... yeah. Like Sam Raimi, Scott Derrickson. Um, there's a lot of examples where you just think. I think it's because they can make something out of barely anything. I feel like horror movie, horror movies can be quite cheap to make if you're an indie director, and mm. making something from nothing and then getting a budget can kind of it it helps them not get lost in the spectacle. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very excited for this that aspect alone. And whilst I didn't love Ezra Miller's portrayal in Justice League, I don't think like I've seen his actual portrayal yet. <laughs> um, so reasons we'll get into. But um, in general, I'm excited for this because of the. I don't think they're going to lose the heart of the story by doing all the time travel stuff because they keep on bringing it back to that to Barry Allen trying to save his mom from death. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> so. I don't think they'll lose that, but obviously the big thing here is the the, the Keaton and the Batfleck and the the multiple universes that we're going to be seeing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they, do you think? They definitely they definitely say that there is a Batman in the film. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, because in the in the actual event, the Flash event, they kind of they played the Batman '89 theme tune by Danny Elfman, and at the same time showed concept art of. The Flash with Matt Keaton, Batman in the background. So I think they're heavily implying or confirming it that he's going to be Batman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, they haven't. They've done everything but confirm it. But it's to be expected at this point. Um, and I, I'm so excited to see this. What they do with that character, like 30 years later. <laughs> um, yeah, it's intriguing. That's generally he, fascinating to see what they are going to go for. Yeah, because he's the. The Keaton Batman character is a character very much um, off the time of nine eighty nine and ninety superhero movies, where mm. it was it was more of a, a freak show of villains and how and how great the Gotham landscape could look like and how great the people like the costumes could be, and it wasn't very focused on what we have now of the characters and maybe sometimes the humor that we have now. So I'm, it's interesting to see that Batman of the nineties plug into the to the 2010s, 2020s. Yeah, because um, uh, Tim Burton is very much on a, a plane of his own. Mm-hmm. And, and it just exists beyond all other elements on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, um, like, I mean, we'll probably have a Batman review episode at some point, but yeah, my thoughts on that, that, that version of Batman is it's, it's a visually appealing film with many great performances that add a lot of depth for the depth for the characters but on the script level there's nothing going on with batman whatsoever like those are not batman movies about batman at all um mm. so they're very much spectacle movies but for the for their time but i do think you can bring out that character into a more interesting dynamic dynamic with um the flash in this modern sort of superhero era mm. uh, and then we've got Batfleck. <laughs> may or may not be in there. You never know. It's it's so weird that we're having so many people in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think they'll handle it well? Sorry? Do you think they'll handle it well? I don't know. I mean, I think it's one that... Out of all the films that have sort of been revealed over the course of the comic-con i would probably say that this flash film is the one i'm most skeptical about oh really okay like, i think that there are interesting ideas in there but i don't know if um if 
what we what, what we know going into it will be strong enough to to pull it off because I'm very much like you in that the the Justice League that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly big on <laughs> that version of the Flash. Yeah. Um, probably one of my least favourite depictions of a comic book character ever. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, if he's, I'm hoping that he's different in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. If he is, then that might, might give me a bit more hope for this. And I, like I said, I do think there are interesting possibilities that stem from this Flash film. Mm-hmm. Particularly with what they discussed in the previous panel about the multiverse, yeah, and the multiple possibilities and how they're going to navigate their way through that, and I think it's something that has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. But there are certainly no guarantees that we've seen that they're going to be able to reach that potential. Like we haven't got a trailer, which is fair enough. Yeah, we don't have any footage, which is probably why I'm most skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they all seem to be on board. Yeah. They seem committed to what they're doing, which you know is something that I want. I can comment on across the whole of the uh, of the fandom event. Everybody mm-hmm. that spoke, you know, they they, they sounded won. very passionate and into what they were doing. Yeah, um... with the exception of Robert Pattinson, who <laughs> I, uh, it just didn't. <laughs> it was so, so awkward. He just walk up, definitely. Like he just walk oh, up. Oh yeah. Um, but I got that sense from the, the entire event was, and I get that in general, Comic-Con sort of things are always very, like, everyone's very excited for everything they're doing because they're selling a movie. But um, um, I got I got the sense from this that it was not just the new new slate of movies that are coming. It's like a, a weird sort of reboot of what the whole aim of these movies are. Um, mm. So in, in between the Flash um, panel sort of thing and... Be- and before that, um, they had like a one. I think it was some of the producers that were talking about what they're aiming to do with the DC universe going forward. And everything they were saying, I was genuinely very happy about because at first, when you hear that DC is doing a multiverse, it sounds very number one complicated. Number two, like a money grabbing sort of we want to do our own universe, cinematic universe sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they explained what the reason for it was. It was because, and I know that they're probably obviously going to put a positive spin on it, but it de- definitely like worked for me. Of um, um, they wanted it to be, they wanted their films to be ones that are inspired by someone, ha- a director or a writer comes up to them and says, "I have a pitch for a for a Superman movie or a Deadshot movie or a Batman movie, and it's very much um, different from what we've seen before, and it's my take on the character." And it could be R-rated, it could not be R-rated, it could be whatever it wants to be, but um, it's 100% a different take that we've seen before, than we've seen before. Um, it doesn't have to be a big blockbuster that costs $100 million to make. It can be a $20 million project that's an hour and a half film and all that. Um, so the whole point is that they can have a Matt Reeves Batman movie or a Todd Phillips, a Todd Phillips Stroker movie or, or a, a Patrick Jenkins Wonder Woman or Andy Machete the Flash, and if you want those to be connected in some way, it's very much possible the Flash can do that. It's his whole point of being in here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if you don't want that, then we'll make sure from the beginning to have these interpretations of these characters to be their own thing. Um, and they they might get referenced from the Flash or something like that, but they won't be taking place in the same in the same world in a sense. Um, 
So I think whether you hate or love or whatever their interpretation of these characters, you can't deny that they are, they're not just doing blockbuster after blockbuster, they're trying to make the same thing as Marvel, um, which for me is is what I want from this genre. Because if the genre is going to be the new popular genre that's going to overflow most blockbusters that we're going to see, I would rather mm. that we'd have two studios doing very different takes on the on the, on the characters that, I ha- that they have, um, which is what they're going for now, and I want that. I just want different, unique portrayals of these characters. Um, so, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Like for a while, it's felt like DC have almost been behind Marvel. Yeah. Like play a catch-up game, and it now finally feels like they've realised that they shouldn't try to copy what Marvel have done. Because at the end of the day, what Marvel have achieved is, you know, it's a one-in-a-million shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people have tried before and they've failed, and people have tried since and they've failed. So mm-hmm. doing it this way, where you're focusing on different people's visions and di- and stories that these individual filmmakers desperately want to make, and they've got something they can provide the driving force behind them. Yeah. It's something that gives them a unique edge and gives them a bit of diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that means they are back on the level with Marvel. Yeah. Um, and even if, like, let's say Man of Steel or Batman Superman was loved by everyone and it created a universe that everyone wanted to see more of and it was the cinematic universe that it was meant to be, it would always be the second one that did it. It would always mm. be the runner-up. Um, and it would always feel like, even if it was like a, even if somehow it was like a better universe than the Marvel one, and it was people loved it more, it would still be, it will still be coming from the basis of we want to make money from something that another studio did that was very popular. <laughs> um, so I would rather have this, where, in all honesty, when I look at the future of Marvel and DC, and I compare them, even though I trust in Marvel a lot, and I think that everything they're going to produce from now on is going to be at the very least good. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I look at DC and I'm, yeah, every once in a while I see one and I go, I don't know if that's going to be good or not. That could actually be bad. I always think that, but I'm more excited about the, the swings that they're going for in this, in the DC side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'll get to it obviously, but the big, the big deal here is the Matt Reeves Batman. Um, and it just looks insane and completely driven by character and, a vision by director and it's it's something i don't think we'd see on the other side of that spectrum with marvel um even though they're doing good work in their own in their own realm um, yeah so it's nice having diversity in the most popular thing that's going on right now <laughs> um yeah, oh, yeah. um we're we on the next one um yeah suicide squad <laughs> the Suicide Squad. So, how do you feel about this? Um, coming away from this whole DC fandom thing, this is probably my the highlight for me. If I had to say the one big headline <laughs> highlight, the Suicide yeah. Squad's it for me. <laughs> I think this looks incredible. It does. Yeah. This could be, this could be the the film that I look forward to for next year. Mm-hmm. Even more so than the Batman, right? Okay. And the Snyder Cut. I just think it looks. It looks the main takeaway from both the panel and the footage we're showing everything is that this looks like pure unfiltered James Gunn. Yeah. Um apparently it's an explosive extravaganza. I'm reading from my notes here. <laughs> uh, he said that it's a sequel to the Ostrander run of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And it does feel 
more like what the Suicide Squad should be. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for David Ayer, I think any ideas of an Ayer cut have been well and truly squashed. Mm-hmm. People yeah. probably don't care when they have this. I mean, as well, considering we haven't actually been shown any footage. We've just had like a little behind-the-scenes video. Yeah. And it's just... I just love it. I think it looks wacky. It looks out there. Mm-hmm. It looks like yeah, just everything you would expect, you would want from something as ridiculous as the concept of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And uh, also, I'll have the list of the characters. <laughs> a little bit. I've done a bit of research here. You can, yeah. you can tell I'm pumped for this because you know I've done research. <laughs> I've looked at these things. I've taken time out of my day and I have googled them. <laughs> uh. So. I'll, 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 is, is, what are your initial thoughts on this? Um, well, for me, it's uh, it's definitely um, it feels the, the most James Gunn-ish thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that uh, Gone of the Galaxy isn't James Gunn. Um, it definitely is. But seeing this, it reminds me a lot of what I've seen of his earlier works, where he mm. he's a, he's allowed to go R-rated and do these kind of weird and gory and sometimes sadistic things, but also in a funny sort of way. Um, and uh, I feel like this movie, when I looked at the cast, I was kind of, I loved all of it, but I was confused at how they were going to handle this many characters in the same in the same movie. Um, well, it's it, funny you should say that, <laughs> because my mind's been overdrive and I've been thinking about this. Oh, okay. I've also done a bit of analysis of the footage. Okay, right, okay. Going through the archives. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so do you want me to go through the characters? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we have, let's start with Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Also, the roll call they did when they announced the characters was also incredible. Very, very. I watched that, I've watched that a good five times. <laughs> the hype of his voice as well, like saying the names. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. Great. Um, so we've got, we've got Idris Elba, who everybody thought would be a Bronze Tiger. Mm, okay. He is Bloodsport. Right. Who is an enemy of Superman. Okay. As I said in the panel, he was imprisoned for shooting Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Right. He is a bit, in a way, he's a bit like um, Deadshot in that he has all the advanced weaponry. Yeah. Um, there's mention here and there of the ability to teleport. Right. But I'm not, I'm not sure how much we're going for there. Might not be getting that. <laughs> uh, we've got John Cena as Peacemaker. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> Who, oh, <laughs> the outfit that he's shown in that massive gun, mm-hmm. the really long barrel is is hilarious. Yeah, um, he's supposed to be a vigilante who is so dedicated on achieving world peace, he will do anything to achieve it. Yeah, sort of like an anti-hero, but terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we have David. <laughs> and I'm going to butcher this surname. Uh, Dashalamane. Okay. Who people might know from Ant Man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He is Polka Dot Man. Of course. <laughs> who is a minor Batman villain who, right. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> who can utilize polka dots on his outfit to create weapons. Of course. Including a flying saucer. <laughs> oh, God. For the, the first of our returning characters, we have Jai Courtney as Boomerang. Yeah. Uh, which is we- something I'm weirdly happy about. Yeah, 
Like, what a weird, like, good thing about that bad movie. <laughs> yeah, Jack Courtney gave a good performance. Yeah, weird. We have Nathan Fillion as TDK, mm-hmm. who is an original character. Oh, okay. But might not be. <laughs> okay. Well, that... there, there is a DC character called Arm Fall Off Boy. Oh, God. <laughs> who has the ability to detach his limbs. Oh, I've seen this guy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and his low and the logo for Nathan Fillion's TDK does seem to imply that his limbs come off. Mm-hmm. And so. people have speculated that the initials stand for the detachable kid. <laughs> so, I mean, in any other movie, I wouldn't believe this. What this is what they were going for, but like, I believe that this is going to be the character in this movie. You know. Mm-hmm. We it. have Michael Rooker who took quite a beating during the. Uh, he did. Quiz as Savant, mm-hmm. who is a Batman-esque vigilante, also a Batman-associated character, who is oh. a genius and an heir to a fortune. <laughs> okay. Um, but he also has a forgetful, a tendency to forget things due to a chemical imbalance. So he's Batman, but wacky. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And a violent. <laughs> we have oh. Steve Adji as King Shark. Of course. With the son of a king god. I think might be an Aquaman-related character, but I'm not completely sure. Wouldn't make sense. <laughs> also, this is one of the characters I'm probably most hyped about. Mm-hmm. Just from like, the introduction where he just gives a little wave. Yeah. It's great. Great. Right. I also like the fact that they've not gone for like a super muscly shark. Yeah, it's quite like, like a... An actual shark. <laughs> it just looks like a little chubby shark. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have Flulaborg as Javelin. Mm-hmm. He was uh, an interesting personality on that um, panel. <laughs> oh, he was. Yes, it was interesting. Was, was he yeah. the one that forgot what team he was on? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, Sean Gunn as Weasel. Oh, my God. Weasel. I don't know what it is, but he's captured my imagination. <laughs> like, I'm so intrigued by this character, and I, I don't know what to expect from him. <laughs> the the footage may implied that like, he is that creature. Yeah. But what I read, he's a man in a suit. Yeah. Um. I don't. I just don't know what to expect from that character like, at all. Yeah. But it, uh, it, it does look like from several things, and some of the characters we'll get to at the bottom of this list, mm-hmm. it does look like um, Sean going to take a few liberties. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> and they changed a few things around. But either way, the fact that, that isn't CGI as well, that, that's that's a practical suit. I mean, it's I would rather it be practical because it looks so it looks so freaky, but like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> perfect for the ten everything. We have uh Peter Capaldi as Thinker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um who is a flash villain. He was uh, the main villain of season four of The Flash. Mm. Have you seen The Flash? I haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do intend on going through through all the DC things at some point. Yeah, that's at some point. <laughs> um, we have Pete Davidson's Blackguard. You're right. Weird casting, but I'll, I'll trust it. Mm-hmm. We have Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great Richard. casting. I love Viola Davis. I think she's brilliant. Yeah, she's real good. Um, we have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, of course. Of course. Joel Kinnaman is returning as Rick Flag. Wearing a yellow shirt this time around. <laughs> yeah, that again, that just looks so much better than the generic oh, army, army man uniform. Yeah. 
Yeah, much better. <laughs> uh, we have Mailing. I don't know how to pronounce the surname. I'm going to go with Ng. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, as Mongol, who is a alien warlord. Right. Um, we have Storm Reed as Tyler, who was implied that she's uh, Idris Elba's character's daughter. Right. We have James Gunn's uh, wife, Jennifer Holland, as Amelia Harcourt. Oh, I didn't know it was his wife. Mm. That's interesting. Um, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2. <laughs> Not the first one. Because uh, in the comics, Ratcatcher is male. Right. There's so- also a shot in the trailer of um, seemingly Ratcatcher with a little girl. Yeah. Which might be a flashback. Okay. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> she could be the daughter of the original Ratcatcher. We have Marissa Sol Carrera as Soldado. Right. Um, Juan Diego Botto as Luna. Mm-hmm. And Alice Braga as Sol Soria, who Again. could be a gender-swapped version of Juan Soria, who has inject- injected nanobites in his hand. Well, of course. <laughs> Um, main thing I also took away from this um, Taika Waititi wasn't announced Yeah that was weird I was expecting him to be the first one there <laughs> um, People have speculated Yeah That he could be voicing King Shark Oh Okay Because He um, said the, the body of King Shark didn't he Yeah he did That's what makes me think it. He, James Gunn did say that Aji would be That would be On set King Shark That'd be super, super great. Uh, that'd be great. Um, I, I, I will also what makes me think the game for that is that just simply from the shot of where he's introducing the roll call, he's given a little wave. Does yeah. make me think they're going for a more co- comedic vibe, like yeah. vibe with him. More of a, a Korg in Ragnarok sort of Basically, vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, this... Among among these, mm-hmm. some of them aren't. Or don't don't have obvious links to the Suicide Squad in the comics. Yeah, like Bloodsport isn't. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, Mongol might not be. Right. But there are some that have quite strong connections. Yeah. Like um, Thinker does. Weasel's been in there. Javelin's been in there. King Shark's definitely been in there. Mm-hmm. Boomerang, obviously. Peacemaker. Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Actually, I don't think Polka Dot Man has. But um, there are some of these. Mm-hmm. Which I 100% believe I just can follow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is um in in like the in what we've shown. Like, there's a it looks like a big battle. Yeah. And I think several of them are going to get killed straight away. I I generally think that this movie is going to be. I know this this phrase gets tossed around a lot, but I think it's going to be very like subversive of the tropes of a superhero movie. Um. Not in a comedic way, even. I just think it's going to have... I think it's going to be like... You know about uh, Battle Royale, that movie when they're on an island and they got to kill each other? Yeah. I think it's going to be like that, like that but for superhero movies. <laughs> um, um, and I would I would love to see people get introduced and immediately killed off in the most James Gunn sort of way. <laughs> yeah, and I'm expecting the, that, yeah. Yeah, at the end have like four characters left. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because uh, they, they do say they don't get attached. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't think I don't think the a lot of them are going to get killed off at the start. I think we'll probably stagger it. 
Yeah. And I love what Flew the Borg said in the footage where he says everything's exploding, people's genitals, heads, legs. Yeah. This is what I'm really looking forward to, this sort of violent edge to James Gunn that we don't get to see often with his actual love of the characters. Um, mm. Because I I think I'm really loving this new sort of era we're getting recently of dealers characters coming into like the mainstream films and TV shows. Like in a recent example is Mandalorian had so many dealers characters become actual characters in their own right in the show. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is the same thing here. I mean, we're getting Polka Dot Man as an actual character. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and he also I, he yeah. does seem to like he. I do get the impression that he is going to be one of the ones that survives the Great Cull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I do have I do have a bit of speculation. If you want to hear it, mm-hmm. yeah, go on. Um, potential spoilers. Uh-huh. Mainly one. There's an image on. It appears in the footage that we've seen. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of the main ones if you go to the IMDb page for this film. Right. And it's several of them walking sort of towards the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's like misty slash load of fog. I think it I think is it the when it's like a blue background? Or yeah. It, okay, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like not all of the characters are there. Right. The so... ones that are there is the one on the far left is quite clearly clearly King Shark. <laughs> Unless yeah. they're gonna introduce another shark like character. I mean, I'd believe it. <laughs> I think the one next to him is Ratcatcher. Mm-hmm. Then I think, I'm pretty sure it's Rick Flag. Right. Then uh, Bloodsport. Then Harley Quinn. Then one I can't identify. Yeah. Then one which I'm pretty sure is Thinker. Right. <laughs> he's yeah. got bolts on his head. Of course. I think the next one is Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. And then I think the final one might be Captain Boomerang, but I'm not sure. So those characters might be the ones that at least get the majority of the way through. Um, yeah. Um, also, yeah, maybe a spoiler. <laughs> Throughout the footage, Harley Quinn is using a javelin. Oh, she is. Which would imply that the original owner of said javelin. Super dead. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, I think the one character that we know is not going to die is Harley Quinn. Uh, there's just too much franchise possibility of her and like popularity um to kill her off mm. that's yeah. the only one i feel one will get through this movie alive <laughs> yeah so yeah and um, there are there are some looking at the list which i i put money on dying <laughs> yeah definitely i think michael rook is savant i think that's a guarantee he'll be there for like two seconds <laughs> i feel like um john cena's character might be the actual villain of the story because oh. you know they leaned in heavy to him being a being a, a force for good that is also bad, and I feel like he's going to be the I don't know. I feel like they're going to have a mission on that island, and then they're going to do the mission, and then um, Peacemaker, I think the character is called. Um, yeah. I think he's going to end up being the the guy that goes maybe too far in some sort of way. I don't know, but I just get that feeling like he's going to be a big antagonist in some way. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, with this movie, I feel like anything could could really happen in it. I don't. I think, yeah, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most about it. Yeah, I mean, it's... we know the, we know the tone of it, uh, and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I said, I think I'm looking forward to this film more mm-hmm. than the others. Not not that I'm not looking forward to this because I am. There's stuff here that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think it it has a real potential. Knowing that, you know, there's no restraints, it's gun doing whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. It's promising, very promising. It's what you want DC to be doing. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to, I guess, kind of the big one in a lot of ways, um, the Snyder Cut of uh, Justice League. Um, hell yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Old Zachary uh, loves that song. It That trailer was, for me, very euphoric in a way that I wasn't expecting. Because, um, like, Again, so it's a testament to Jack, uh, Zack Snyder as a filmmaker that there was not a word of dialogue aside from the very, very end. And each image and each sound bite and each song, the one song that we heard, um, it felt like powerful in a way that trailers that have anything, like a lot of things going on in them don't often get to the point of. Um, um, and I do think this film's going to be whether you hate or love uh, Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, whatever you think of those movies, I feel like you kind if you're a fan of movies in general, then you're kind of a hypocrite in, in a sort of way if you're not at least happy that a guy got to make his vision of what his, he wanted to make. Um, because that's what it is. It's a creative vision being fulfilled of a guy who got fired and, and was had a personal tragedy. It's not so much a, a fans that want to have their film. It's more just a guy that had things taken from him, and he shouldn't have had them taken from him, getting to mm. finally do it. Um, if you, like, through the, the trailer we saw, mm-hmm. the first half of the trailer is sort of a lot of what we'd seen already with a few sprinklings of new stuff in. And I was thinking, I have, there's not much new here that I've seen. And then you reach the second half of the trailer, and it's pretty much everything that everything there is stuff yeah. we haven't seen before. Yeah. And that's... Uh, that you get the impression that's the extent to which it's I going. Mean, I mean, it's four hours long. Like that's insane to me. Like I, I mean, I know. Um, for, we know for a fact now that if Zack Snyder was always on the project in, in two thousand and seventeen, the movie would have been maybe three hours long at a push, um, and it would have been compromised by having to have comedy in it. And sort of these different elements that Jackson Hyde doesn't really like doing. Um, so I feel like in a very roundabout, sort of tragic way, we are getting the actual full-on Snyder version of this, of this movie that we wouldn't have got otherwise. Um, which is which is nice. I mean, it's... And then, I mean, even, like, for me, just seeing this film, as controversial as it may be to have the aspect ratio that this movie has as a 4 by 3 kind of square. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's a 4 by 3 yeah, um, as controversial as that might be, it is the way he intended the movie. The intent, he shot the movie and intent, intended it to look. So comparing even just like one shot from the theatrical cut to this cut, you can see how odd the, the theatrical cut looks like because it wasn't intended to be that way at all. Um, so, I mean, number one, one, the number one change for me that really like, just made it very clear to me that the movie that I saw in theaters was not what was intended at all, was the shot of the Justice League together on that sort of rooftop. Um, and there's like the simple thing is like the color grading, the lighting, the framing, the black suit, the 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 uh, helicopter thing being there. It's all, even in small ways of just a helicopter, a helicopter being there is different. Um, and I feel like even if this movie was the exact same as the, the practical cut, 
two hours long, but color graded to what it was meant to be and aspect ratio was meant to be, I would at least be somewhat much happier. Because, <laughs> um, like, for me, that the theatrical cut was such, was such a it it really just it's it borderline sickened me to watch because it was so it just looked so weird like beyond the context of like the story and the characters and the the two hour runtime beyond that just looking at it looks strange to me. Um, yeah, it just also it looks like a bit of a it looks such like a drastic U turn mm-hmm. from Batman vs Superman. It just looks. It's like it's the same actors, but yeah. it's just not the same thing. It's like they put Ben Affleck in the MCU or something. Or something yeah, like it that. was. Um, you find it? It doesn't look like they put him in the MCU. Though. It looks like they. It looks like they put him in what Warner Brothers thinks the DC the MCU looks like. Yeah, that's true. They think it's it's a. I don't know. They think it's a Saturday morning cartoon that looks like a horrible video game i don't know it's weird um um and i mean the one thing for me is like the graveyard scene where superman comes back and attacks the justice league even you compare those things shot by shot it's like it's so weird how they color graded that to be like a daytime scene where it was clearly meant to be nighttime uh, very clearly um and it's a it's a great showing yeah. of the the lighting of a scene of a scene is very important and it's obviously intended to be a certain way and if you do it in post in a different way it's going to look odd um i mean like imagine the batman trailer but it's obviously the shot that's going to be quite noir there's only a few lighting sources in, in those shots that we see um very dark very like atmos- atmospheric but imagine in post they said well let's brighten the whole thing up and you can see everything it would look really weird and that's what happened um so beyond even yeah. the story is the story changes in the characters. I'm just excited to see the actual visuals that Zack Snyder is always good at. Because, um, you know, Zack Snyder is he's a visual man. Mm-hmm. Very, very visual. <laughs> and it, it occurred to me when watching the trailer that um, I expect an, like an epic experience that may not always make sense sometimes. It can <laughs> lean heavily into the God imagery and the 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 visual storytelling of what he does is which is very much it's weird because i think i explained it before on the podcast but it's kind of like a it took me a while to learn kind of what it was and it was so that's why i treat spectacle and i don't mean explosions i mean like just visual power of like a, of a photograph and treats that like a like a scene in, in itself um so seeing him and these shots be put together and have it be so like so like it's great to look at as at his own is it's so like lovely and heartwarming to see him finally do that and to see a four-hour cut of his version of the justice league where i mean it starts out and then everyone's dead <laughs> i mean the whole justice is on the ground and crumbled and there's a trophy there's a trophy card and the and the trident is like almost broken um and like that's how we start a trailer out. And there's Dark Side. There is another. The Stephen Wolf is completely different, like a spindly, like metal Megatron thing. Um, <laughs> it looks. It just looks so Zack Snyder, and that's all I want from it. Um, literally, I just want to see his story ended. Um, Pursue the Superman story, which I think is the the main 
the main crux of his trilogy is the Superman character and how he affects the world around him. And I feel like this, if it comes together in a way that feels right, and I feel like it will because it is him doing the movie, um, that's all I really want. It's just like an ending that feels right. <laughs> um, it doesn't. At the end of the day, for me, this doesn't even matter if it's bad. Not really. No. It's just a victory in that it got made. Yeah. And they were uh, seen through to the end because so many other things just aren't. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the ending that they had in mind. They don't get. You don't get to see the big finale that a lot of people had envisaged. But now we do. We get to see it. We get to see Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. And for uh, me, that's. That's the victory on its own. Yeah, it's it's the creative victory that we rarely get in in Hollywood and the, the industry in general. I mean, they ha- I mean, when you think about Warner Brothers, has no reason from a, a money point of view to make this movie. Mm. Like they've already released it, no one liked it. Um, the universe has ended in a way. Like they're kind of soft rebooting it. Um, this movie probably means nothing going forward if we're going to tie it all up in a in a universe um it's just a guy who wanted to make free films got it all taken away from him and he got to do it finally because everyone everyone that liked his films wanted it and mm-hmm. i feel if this movie does well which i expect it really will i really do think it'll do well on the hbo max um i feel like it's going to be a weird sort of calling card of people want good films and i don't even if, got, even if you've got like a really small fan base, they will want and come to those movies multiple times and see them. Um, they don't want to see <laughs> like your version of another guy's movies, which is a resuit, uh, stretched out, colorized weirdly, jokey version. <laughs> um, they want to see this a guy make their version of it, um, which is similar to like the Joker movie. Like you. Last night you said you were talking about how uh, you didn't. I think you liked it less than the first mm, time you watched. Uh, I did, but even so, that movie made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it's an R-rated film, and that's like, unheard of. And people wanted to see it because it was different, and that's all they want: something different each time. Um, and whether you hate or love it, it's it's not another superhero movie. It's a different one, um, which is what like. Just what people just want from all their franchises every time they go see a new one. They <laughs> um, just want a story that they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. They want a story that they can, you know, like you said, just it's just different, and that yeah, something in there that is different appeals to them. Yeah, I mean, you can come out of a movie that you enjoyed and is very much like the other movies you've seen in the same franchise. So for me, a good. A good point of that would probably be like something like Ant Man and the Wasp, <laughs> um, which we'll get to tomorrow in our review. Uh, <laughs> but I, that movie, you can watch it, you can enjoy it, you can leave, and you can forget about it very easily and not have a conversation about what it meant or what it was doing. Um, you could probably say it was fun, <laughs> um, but it's just like I just love the fact that we're getting movies from the, from DC that right now that are polarizing in a way that most films from the genre aren't anymore in a way it's mm-hmm. uh, so like you don't you kind of hate borderline hate joker um mm-hmm. I do. it's a very fair like <laughs> like reading of it i don't i definitely understand that um i for the most part kind of like love it um people may or may not kind of hate batman because it's different we don't know yet um uh, 
people might hate the the take on the flash people might not like how it's going all all around the place and time travel and all that people might love it for that um and it's definitely i don't feel like you can leave these movies any of them um, and leave them and say i've got nothing to talk about about it in, in a way oh yeah um, yeah yeah a multitude of things for the to talk about yeah um and like i don't like it's actually and his his whole dc canon and his watchmen and his and his 300 and all the movies he's made i've never seen the discourse around them be purely positive or purely negative it's <laughs> it's always a weird mix of it's a it's like a pseudo intellectual guy you think he's really smart but he's really not and there's other people that think he's really smart and He's not appreciated, or people think, yes, it is sort of pseudo intellectual, but it is very good at what it's doing, <laughs> um, and it's it's just an interesting di- dynamic to have that um, in a superhero comic book landscape that has a lot of popular news at the moment, um, mm-hmm. and I mean, we keep on saying it, but I mean, DC is just like it's so unique at the moment, and I can't wait to see like what it's gonna do <laughs> like in all of it yeah, they do. Uh, for the first time in a while they're a promising future and it's because of stuff like this yeah they're not they're not playing catch up they're not committing to something and then going back on it they're not just they're not just making another another movie they're making like the movie each time they're doing one um which is is i, I just yes i'm all about it <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move on? Because this could go on for a while. <laughs> we can do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Black Adam, which okay. was very little on this one. Um, very, very little. So I'm just going to... I think I'm just going to quote what the people were saying about it. Um, I kind of just go through it. So I'm going to go through his character here, and it's the quote I've got in front of me. Um, Adam is a prideful, powerful, and follows... is prideful, powerful, and follows his own code of honour. His stated goal is to protect his people and foster their growth as a, as a society, and he believes that American superheroes have an outsized, outsized influence on global norms. <laughs> um, and I think this character is meant to be like sort of an anti-hero, um, mm-hmm. sort of a uh, kind of similar to like the peacemaker that we're kind of seeing from Suicide Squad of a a guy who will do good things at no cost. Like there's no there's no price too high to pay. Um, yeah. And how do you feel about it, especially having The Rock in it? I go into this, I was very, that's Black Adam, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the panel, yeah. and I'm surprisingly pumped for it. Are you? Okay. And I will tell you one one, one reason. Okay. The Rock. <laughs> right. That man oozes just so much charisma. He does, doesn't he? And I think, while, while, while I sound, I'm not overly pumped, I'm not. You know, I'm not massively excited for it. I do have a bit of optimism for it, just because, mm-hmm. just from watching how into it the Rock is. Yeah. And just he he sold it to me basically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The concept yeah. of it, yeah, I'm sold on it. And I think I'll go and see it, and it could just be another generic action film. Mm-hmm. But it also it could could be could be something pretty good. Like yeah. I like some of the side heroes they've got in there. Yeah. Which is, um. This, I mean, for background's sake, um, in case you don't know anyone listening, um, Black Adam is connected to the Shazam character that we saw, I think, last year in the movie. Um, so at some point, we're expecting Black Adam as a villain, potentially, to meet up with Shazam and maybe 
have a fight or something like that. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, yeah, The Rock, he just, I mean, he made a movie recently called Rampage about a giant gorilla taking down a sea. And when I heard him talk about it, I was like, oh, cinema. <laughs> 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 the way he does it is so, it's so charismatic. And he, you feel his heart being poured into it. Um, even if sometimes, like, it is just like a, a generic action movie that means nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, I think this one, I heard a story, I can't remember what the actual quote was, but someone on Twitter who knew The Rock from a long time ago, before like he was ever movie famous, um, 2003, I think, um, um, uh, The Rock came up to him and said that he was really excited about Black Adam, because they're talking about comic books for some reason. And he said he's really excited about Black Adam. I want to do a movie at some point in 2003. So that must mean that this is a real sort of passing project for him. Mm, yeah, um, I think that's. I think you can also tell that in the way he speaks. Like that's you know, a lot of a lot of people will recognise him and they've seen him in interviews in the past. And there's just there is something different about the way he talks about it on this panel. Mm-hmm, yeah, in other films, and the way he's so insistent on doing it as an anti-hero, not a hero, not a villain. Yeah, and as well, the, the final the closing monologue he gave. Mm. It just, I, I don't necessarily really care about this character, <laughs> yeah. but the rock is making me. Yeah, like... the rock is looking into my soul <laughs> and telling me to be excited. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. Don't argue with it. No. <laughs> yeah. um, other is... other characters involved. It says Atom Smasher. Mm-hmm. Who we know will be Noah Centineo. Mm-hmm. Very... We also have Hawkman. Yeah. There's been a lot of rumours about recently. Ryan Reynolds' name was thrown in there. Yeah. Um, I know um, Alexander Skarsgård's also been thrown in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's... And then you also have Cyclone and Doctor Fate. Yeah, I mean, this this one seems like a... I don't really know. It seems like the... If they just go for it, like they really go for it, it could be like a very a weird sort of space opera that is very serious in a sort of weird way. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting. I mean, half my mind is saying to say it's a rock action movie. It's probably just going to be another kind of whatever superhero movie, maybe. Um, but there's some part of it is just saying maybe this is going to be really special. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's something about it, definitely. Um, yeah, there's something there. There's a lot, but there's there's a bit of potential there. There's a spark. Yeah, it has a very like sort of mytholo- mythological feel to it. That does that feels like it has it has to be treated like respectfully in a way. I don't know. There's some sort of I don't know. There's something. There is something about it, isn't there? Mm. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, if you like The Rock and you like his movies, probably be this probably be a good one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I know it doesn't really. Um, I don't know if it's the panel that came after it or not, but I feel like before we approach the final big one, mm-hmm. or the big of the oh, question, there's another one after, there's another one before it. But um, while we're on the topic of Black Adam and Shazam, there's the Shazam 2 panel. Yeah. Which I feel like there's not. There's In fact, there's only one thing to talk about. I think there's. Yeah, I think they mentioned the title. Yeah. Right? Shazam um, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, that, I think that was it. <laughs> um, they're making it, which is nice. Um, Sinbad's in it? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, the also, thing is... I found it really amusing when he called him John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, that got me as well. Um, the thing about the Sazam the Sazam movie is that I I really love the first one a lot. Have you seen it? Unfortunately, I've let myself down and I have not. Uh, I I really love it a lot. I think it's it's what I kind of wanted the the new take on Spider Man to be like. I feel like it has this the heart I wanted that those movies those movies to have. Um, um, and I feel like it's one of the more I don't know cheesy and sincere superhero movies that we've got in recent years. That is, there's barely any sort of like jabs at, at the fact that there's superhero movies. It's more like a the comedy is it feels natural, it feels earned, it feels like kids are superheroes. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of heart wrenching moments as well. Like, there's a lot of dark moments in that film that are just horrible to like watch in some ways. Um, because the character, the character is so like naive and young that when these bad things happen, especially in, in, in relation to Sam's mother, it's a very it's a very hard to watch, very much like hard to watch scenes in in that film at the same time. Um, so I do re- I recommend watching that film. It's very okay, good. I will do. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure how I feel about the sequel the sequel to it. I'm not really sure if I'm fussed about it or, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just there. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's it'll probably be good. Probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think next up was probably Aquaman two. Oh uh, shit! I missed this. Oh, I mean, <laughs> there was nothing they said that was particularly new. It was just mostly. Um, I mean, I got the quote here. Um, the big quote was, uh, "We're trying to do new things. I didn't get round to on the first film. Try something fresh." And the second one, I would say, is a little more serious. A little more relevant in the world we're living in today, and I think that's kind of where it wants to go. Um, so yeah, I'm I am I'm not a huge fan of the first Aquaman. I think it's a very very well directed film, but a very poorly written film. Um, the I feel like James Wan loved making that film, but the script just wasn't there for me. I feel like it was just very bloated and full of exposition and characters that didn't need to be there. I mean there's a villain in that movie that has no that has no reason to be there. Black Manta has no reason to be there. He just distracts from the actual plot of the movie. Um the plot is all over the place in that movie. I hate it almost. <laughs> um but I'm excited for the second one in a in a weird way because I feel like if, if the script is on if the script is going to be real good and James Wan's coming back to direct it, I have faith that it'll be a much better film. Mm. Uh, have you seen the first one? Again, I haven't. It's but mainly because mm-hmm. not watching Shazam was a lapse in judgment, and I just forgot about it. <laughs> right. Aquaman was one where I'd watch all the trailers, and it was just one that I really didn't want to see. Right. Okay. And I just I just looked at the trailers and thought I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I, I like um, Jason Momoa in what we've seen of the Snyder Cut, and mm-hmm. I even like some parts of the. Whedon version. Yeah. But I'm just not completely sold on this Aquaman. Yeah, um I think the Aquaman view does a good job of letting him be an actual character. Um mm. so I think he's very good good at that char- as that character and I feel like this interpretation could be can be great. I generally I do believe that. Um but it just it, the first one's such a like a, a mixed bag for me of incredible visuals 
very well directed action some generally like quite heartfelt moments that we're getting at the, at the end but everything in between that is so it's so messy that movie it's so all over the place it's it's like it's because like they, they introduced the whole Atlantean uh, world the, the underground water world um, and it's the way they go about it is so like heavy with exposition and just world building and the characters get lost in it and it becomes a, like a, a MacGuffin chase or something that I don't... I don't even know what we're chasing half the time. And the humour is mm, no good. <laughs> and it, that, that was the main deterrent for me. Yeah, the humour is weird. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a mixed bag that I... If you want a visual experience, it's, it's good for that, definitely. Um, but other than that, it's very... Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the second one... Looking forward to it. I hope I hope I hope the best for it at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go on? <laughs> yep. Um, Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Yeah. So. Video game. How do you feel about this? I think it looks great. Same. Yeah. I think I'm much more excited for this one than the game than the other game. Mm-hmm. I like what they've said about you know it's one to four player, but you can play in single mode and you can switch between the characters. Yeah. I love that. Um, same developers as, that, as the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. So they can trust which, them. <laughs> yeah, whereas the other one was just the same sort of, wasn't as strongly linked. They made the Batman Arkham Origins game in between. I see. So, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas this, it's been, it's been touted as an Arkhamverse film, mm-hmm. but there are still certain inconsistencies, but I'm really not bothered about that. Not really. Mainly, I, from what we've seen, the, with the, what, the four members of the four playable characters, we've got King Shark, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang. Yeah. I think I think they've nailed the characterization of all of them in four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think in that four minutes they have a better dynamic between the four of them than the entire of the Suicide Squad in the first film. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, um. And from just from that, I'm completely on board. It feels real. I like them, despite them mm. all being horrible people. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I saw some gameplay, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy with what we got and like, the description that we got. Um, I would, I really, I really just, I'm just trusting Rocksteady at this point with the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they said, um, they said a few quotes here. It says, powerful gunplay. Unique abilities, rich move set, mm. skills to develop, developing weapons as well as melee with special abilities. Yeah, it's it could be a co-op game at the same time. I think um, uh, this is. I'm looking forward to this the most out of the games, the two games. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. It feels like I don't know. It just feels like a, why we see any gameplay. I feel like I will enjoy the story at the very least, <laughs> and. I can't wait to see how they deal with the the killing the, the Justice League part of the game, which interests me because when I mean we have boss battle where we, where we fight, I don't know Wonder Woman. Uh, it's gonna be. Mm. I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I'm looking forward to that. It should be good. I. Yeah. Yeah, I mean for for the games, this is easily the best one that I'm mm. looking forward to. I normally feel like. I, honestly, I might not get the Gotham Knights game. Um, it's Neither too, might I. I might not. Yeah, and this one, 
and like ninety percent sure I'm going to get. Um, and it was only one trailer, <laughs> so yeah, good game. <laughs> okay. Do you want to move on to the big one? The big one, the finale, which I'm like the Suicide Squad will probably be my biggest takeaway, but I am willing to bet money that this is going to be your biggest takeaway. Oh yeah, I um, <laughs> ooh, the Batman trailer. Um, the Batman. The Batman. Um, what a what a great thing is this is in general. Um, and <laughs> uh, um, anything about this is like it's one of those things where like the movie that's been in your head for the last twenty years of your life is finally getting made. Um, it's a detective noir driven story. It's going to be all like a mystery sort of film. It's about the corruption of Gotham City. It's going to be shot like a noir film. Um, it has very little lighting sources. It's going to be covered in atmosphere and just volumetric lighting and just, oh, it's going to be, oh, and the bat suit, <laughs> the bat suit looks so good. I mean, it does. I love the bat suit. Oh God. The bat suit is, it's like, I mean, I, it's like the perfect mix of like the armor from the, the Nolan sort of version and the, the more rubbery sort of comic, comic, comic book versions from the, the Tim Burton and the, the Batfleck versions. Mm. Uh, I, I I love how like um, Reeves said it in the in the panel. I just love how practical it feels. Mm, yeah, like, it does feel like this guy hasn't built this suit. Yeah, and also the Batcave is like a basement. I think it looks like it is. Um, mm. And the, that the, the Batmobile looks like a normal car. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm so thankful for that because look, I I love the Tumblr from Batman, The Dark Knight and Batman Begins and Donna Rises. I love that design. I think it's really great. Um, I also somewhat like the Batman the Batman v Superman design. I think it's a good mix of car and tank. Um, so I have the machine guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm so thankful that we're going back to having a cool car with a big turbo booster engine. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm so glad we're going back to that. And I mean... Zoe Kravitz is the as Catwoman looks real good. I mean, doing that thing that Nolan did with like the she wears a hat, but it's not really cat ears. It's more like it just formed cat ears by mistake. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a look at the 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 penguin in this, which is Colin we Farrell do. in so much makeup. I didn't know it was him. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I in fact, I'd have gone into this if I hadn't checked social media before. I'd yeah. just gone into this assuming we hadn't seen him. Yeah, but one eighteen. It just does not look like Colin Farrell. No idea. I had no idea. Um, and on top of that, we have we have the voice of Annie Circus of Alfred, which is very British. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We have the Riddler, played by Paul Dano, in a sort of like a mask thing. And Oh, yes. I so, think... I've, I've written down here, I like the fact that this Riddler isn't just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I like... He feels... He feels like a real danger. Yeah. He, he feels, feels menacing. It's something I never thought I'd say about the Riddler, and certainly something I never thought I'd say about Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, um, he feels like a, a killer from Seven or Zodiac, yeah, or and he's like a, just like a crime detective mysteries thing where the the killer is so mysterious and like horrific in a way, um, and I feel like we don't. Even though the Nolan movies like grounded the villains and made them realistic in a sort of way, um, I don't think we ever got like a, a horrific murderer. That the whole point was the he was just, he was just a mystery of like a murderer. Um, yeah. And the way, I, by- 
Yeah. yeah. The way I'd sort of differentiate between this and the Nolan one is the Nolan one is really hyper realistic in that it feels a lot more mm. real. Whereas this this is gritty and while it's perhaps what you might call realistic, it mm. feels heavily stylized. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like it's gonna be grounded by the characters first and foremost and the tone. Mm. But I thought the world that they're gonna live in is very much not not Tim Burton like Gotham, but like a a good mix between comic book Gotham and Nolan Gotham. You know, it's going to be a it's grounded by real things, but it's going not going to be afraid to be completely comic booky in a, in a way, um, mm. which is what I've always wanted from a Batman movie. I mean, we all fell in love with the the Nolan verse uh, when it came out, and how he treated those characters was very realistic, and everything everything had like a reason for existing. Um, and but I always wanted to have a, a a midpoint between Tim Burton and Schumacher and Nolan. I always <laughs> wanted a mid, um, like a sort of like yes, it's going to be campy and like a weird sort of like nightmare world, and there's going to be just some crazy characters that are just weird. Um, but they're going to have their reasons. And they're going to have human motivation, and they're going to be actual. I don't know, like actual people that are just doing crimes. <laughs> um, mm. Like I, I feel like yeah, I feel like this is this is the perfect opportunity for what, what I've sort of wanted from Batman for a while is that mm-hmm. with the Nolan films, it feels like it's just a a story of Batman where you only really have three villains throughout the entire thing. Yeah, this version of Batman feels like it could be something we see more of, mm-hmm. and it could be more of a comprehensive display of batman and his rogues gallery and how deep that rogues gallery is i fully expect this movie to end with a sort of uh, i don't know how to put it but more like a like the world is going to be established in this movie and it's going to end with the riddler being like a guy that was a green suit you know <laughs> maybe like something like that and i would love it if this world was going to be yes realistic but also like every character no matter if it is poison ivy, they're going to exist in this world in some way. Yeah, um, I, I, I can I can see every Batman villain being here. I can see I can see poison ivy being able to be introduced, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I also feel like from the aesthetic and the tone that you could also put characters like Man Bat and <laughs> Killer Croc in. Yeah, I would believe like Mister Freeze in this universe more than more than I would in, in all in movies. Um, mm. Which, and on top of all that, I mean, I want to talk about how Robert Pattinson just in general looks in that movie, um, in that trailer. Um, I <laughs> every every shot of him as Bruce Wayne, I look at it and go, "That's the most Bruce Wayne anything's ever looked like." He's like he's like depressed and got, he's got eyeliner on at some point. Um, he's depressed. He's he's pale. He's got he has like a suit on, but it's not really done like done up well and. I don't know, he just looks so like Bruce Wayne that he's, in my mind, is like a real person. Um, it is. I feel like this could be the best version we see of Bruce Wayne. Because it really could. <clears throat> I'm I'm not actually a fan of Nolan's Bruce Wayne. Oh, you're not? Okay. I, I accept it. I think it's, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's brilliant. I don't think it's, for me, the thing that holds, you know, it doesn't hold them back because it's very unfair to say it does. But I just think it's if there's anything I could wish for the Nolan films to be a bit better, yeah, it's it's the the Bruce Wayne side. A bit more of it. I think there's obviously this um, 
observation of the Nolan movies that um, after Batman Begins, it's not so much a Batman story, it's more of a Gotham story. Um, mm. And I feel like that's, very, that's a very apt description where Bat- Batman Begins sets up the character very well and it's very much a Batman origin story. And then Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are very much just like more of a, a societal story that's about everyone in the city. Um, and I feel like that, whilst not, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I would never, I don't really think I would call it a, a criticism of those movies. I think it's more just like what they were going for. Oh, and yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it just works for what they were going for. But I would love to, from now on, or at least in this version, see just a Bruce, Lee, a Bruce Wayne point of view story. Um, that's all about his his trauma, his probably depression, his anger, whatever he's going through. And because it's always something dark with him, isn't it? It's always. <laughs> it's always the worst possible like experience you could have um but also i feel like um putting together what i'm what uh matt reeves matt reeves is saying the director and the trailer i have a feeling that thomas wayne and martha wayne aren't going to be perfect perfect parents in this in this version no uh, hmm. i get the feeling that at the end when the, the regular i assume says uh, you're a part of this in some way, and he doesn't know how. I feel like that his parents are going to be weirdly like corrupt or evil in some sort of way, um, and I feel like that's going to darken his origin story a bit more and make it a bit more murky. Um, yeah, I think and, cause it, it, they said that it's not an origin story, but it does touch on his ori- origins. Yeah, it's like um, I guess it's like Spider-Man: Homecoming, where it's not an origin story, but it is in a way. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's an introduction into into this world through his second year as Batman. Um, uh, but what I'm loving about this is that it's it's just so beautiful to look at. <laughs> I mean, oh God, I mean, it's, I think, I'm pretty sure it's got a budget that's lesser than, less than most blockbuster movies and it looks incredible. I mean, I, I, it has, if I was to show an image of it, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. be able to identify that is, that is Reeves' Batman. Yeah, it's, it's already got its own style. It's already got its own version of the character and tone. Um, on top of that, by the way, we're also getting a Gotham PD TV show. Yeah, I think um, that's great. Yeah. Same, I think Matt Reeves is still is doing that as well. It's not just someone else. Um, With Terrence Winters. Oh, okay. What's he done? Let me just check. <laughs> I have heard the name before. Yeah. I mean... Um... I think it's going to be a prequel as well, this TV show. Um, yeah, it's just going to focus on sort of the cops. Yeah, I think it's going to be Gordon uh, kind of learning about Gotham, I suppose. Um, which is going to be interesting to see from the same sort of tone of the movie. Uh, and it's, I mean, that's interesting at its own, really, that we're going to get a movie and a TV show about the same... For like, right, right, right from the brat, the, brat, the bat, <laughs> we're going to get, like, both perspectives on the same universe uh, mm. Terence Winter um, has he wrote 19 episodes of The Sopranos oh oh, okay wrote the screenplay for The Wolf of Wall Street what um, the creator of Broadwalk Empire what else and Vinyl wow. he's doing this and he's also doing the screenplay for Scarface Jesus Christ that is that's amazing. <laughs> That's a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was it the only one that wrote The Wolf of Wall Street? Um, yes, he, he, yeah, he solely wrote The Wolf of Wall Street screenplay. Oh, 
That's incredible. Like, I can't believe we're getting this <gasps> now. <laughs> and he yeah. wrote an episode of Diagnosis Murder. <gasps> no. No. Anyway, yeah, that's that's what he's done. So he is really great. <laughs> that is interesting, certainly. Um, Speaking that, of Gordon as well, I am yeah. loving Jeffrey Wright. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect casting from the get-go. Like, oh, God. Why don't you just see him first in the trailer? He's got the moustache. Yeah. He just looks right. Also, I'm loving that we've already heard the Batman theme tune, I think. The sort of the piano sort of thing going on. Yeah. They use that same theme tune for the, the costume reveal. Um, oh, and I, I feel like that. that. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that um, that music is very... It's catchy, but not like just for the sake of being catchy. I feel like it, it suits Batman very much. The piano and the the gothic feel to it. I don't know. It's, oh, it's all good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Ah, uh, I mean, I had a conversation with a friend. Um, I guess shout out to James Rodham. Hello. Because um, uh, I was texting him at the same time when this trailer came out. And he has, he is not a fan of the comic book genre as a whole. And he's not really excited for anything coming out in a way, I guess. Um, but, this when they saw the trailer, he was very excited for it, and he thought it looked very fresh and new and different, and what he wanted to see in this universe. And I think that's a perfect perfect example of if you want the comic book movie to the comic book movies to keep on going and survive, then we gotta do stuff like this. You know, there's gotta mm. be more stuff that's just different in some sort of way. Somebody's uh, vision, somebody a story for Batman that somebody really wants to tell, because you can tell Matt Reeves is all in on this. Oh yeah, he just wants to make this for his vision of what he's always had in his mind, um, which is what you want from everyone that's making a movie. In a sense, you don't want to, you don't you don't want them to make a movie because someone else told told them to make it, which is sometimes what you can get. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like getting this, which every shot just looks beautiful and purposeful and full of life and texture and ah, uh, it mm-hmm. just has. An air about it, which is like this is going to be something special and something that's going to be talked about for a while when it comes yeah. out. Um, I can't wait. I really can't wait for this. Yeah. Do you want to do some final thoughts on the whole DC fandom thing? We can do. Right. So, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I think it went really well. <laughs> yeah. Despite what I can say about some of the maybe some of the the hosts being a bit cringy and you know having yeah having uh, glimmers of Eurovision in there. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it went really well. Yeah, and I'd like to see, like you said, maybe if we can get back into physical locations where people can go, that's yeah. great. But also, if we can have maybe a digitized version like what we've had, mm-hmm. and I think they've also one of the crucial things is that they've not just used this opportunity to show off a few flashy trailers. Yeah, they've gone. They've made it a whole experience where they've just. You know, they've given updates on everything. Mm-hmm. It yeah. feels like they're really including the fans in what they're doing, and they right. really want the fans to see how they're developing this wide slate of DC films. Yeah. And it yeah. really did feel... It didn't feel like a marketing push. It yeah. felt like a... It did feel like a fan. It felt like a, a celebration of what was, what was going to come at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, this was a great experience in general. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would rather it was a bit shorter. I don't understand why it had to be seven hours long. <laughs> <laughs> but 
other than that, I and some of the cringy sort of in between bits. Um, <laughs> other than that, I did think it was a very special experience having everyone from these different movies and movies and games and TV shows just talking about what they're what they're making and being really excited about it. And mm. everyone being united by something that they love. Yeah. Um, well, it, it does. It did feel. It felt very inclusive. Yeah, it felt like anyone could be invited to it and just watch it and just you know like a, just like even if you didn't really care for like Sazam or Wonder Woman, even if you don't really care about that movie coming out, it felt like a very just a I don't know a fun experience to have mm. anyway. Um, and I think like what we got from it was not just here's here a trailer or two. It's more like here's everything we're doing. We want to let you know. Want we want to let you know what we're doing confirm it and then just make it the best we, the best we can um for this this group, this uh fan group and the general audience um yeah. and like anything we're seeing whether whether it be a blockbuster like the flash or one woman it still feels like not they're not following a, a formula that's working to make a bigger universe or a bigger a bigger plan it just feels like it's they're making good movies for the sake, for the sake of making good movies um which is a great thing to me, <laughs> um, and I wish I just kind of hope that's what that's what they're going to do going forward for like a long while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely see in like maybe five or ten years time them get going. Well, we've got the multiverse and we've got all these films now. How about a big endgame sort of thing? I can see them doing that because mm-hmm. I feel like the money possibilities will not be that will not like getting it's it's too it's too. I don't know what alluring for a studio not to give like not to do that. Um but I feel like so far so good is in what they're doing. Um and I hope it I hope it stays it stays that way for a while. Um yeah, I really enjoy this a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um just to have like a little maybe to round off. Mm-hmm. Going into it, what are the the top three things you're most excited for? Um Oh, I'll so say I rank them three, two, one. You don't have to be super serious, but just okay. off the top of your uh, head. My least excited one was the my third excited one was probably the Batman game. I think, mm-hmm. um, which I was obviously quite dis- disappointed by, but not not like hugely, but more like it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but second, but probably second second most anticipated one was uh, the Snyder Cut. Which I was very, very much well fed on. I love that trailer so much. <laughs> and number one for me was definitely the, the Batman, which I was looking forward to, and that succeeded all my expectations on that one. Because for like, ah, uh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say for me, it'd be going into it. Mm-hmm. One thing, number one would probably be the Snyder Cup. Yeah. So I was looking to most. Mm-hmm. Number two, probably Suicide Squad. Yeah. And three, um, probably Batman. Right. And um, then you, you got what you now. <laughs> sorry. You got you got what you wanted from those things. I feel like I did. Now I, I probably would change it around in that third place is probably now Snyder Cut, two mm-hmm. the Batman, and one to be the Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah. With also an honourable mention for Black Adam. Yeah, a surprise in a way. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and also the the uh, arc, uh, series first squad game. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still like somewhat wary of the of the Arkham um, Suicide Squad game. Mm. I haven't seen any gameplay. But... Yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't probably rank it. So if I had gameplay and I and I was what I wanted, it would probably be up there quite a bit. 
Um, but I'm looking forward to what they've told us about the game, at least. Um, it's, yeah, I enjoyed all of this, honestly. My only disappointment was the Gotham game. Um, but even then, it was just, like, it's, not just, it's just not made for me, I guess, that game. Um, yeah, though, there's the nothing same. inherently wrong with it. No, no, it's not the... Cause like there's a difference between the new Avengers game, which is kind of, to me, kind of kind of looks kind of almost bad. <laughs> um, how do you how do you feel about that game? By the way, I, I'm I don't know how to feel. Yeah, like I, I I want to like it. Mm-hmm. I want to be excited for it, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking this doesn't look good. It looks pretty bad, kind of. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I feel like the Gotham Knights game looks better than that, at least. It looks like a solid, good game, but mm. it's not what I would want from a game. <laughs> um, yeah. I think like a, that's kind of like a good wrap-up point. <laughs> yeah. We've, right. we've, I mean, we've thoroughly enjoyed the Fat Fandom. Yeah, it was I really... I you have. <laughs> do you want to do the outro now? Uh, yeah, we can do. You'd be happy to bring us home. Yeah, okay. So, thank you for listening. We had a good time. Hope you enjoyed the DC Fandom as much as we did. Um, yeah, once again, follow us, follow us on Instagram at Marvelous Cinema Podcasts, uh, where we're doing MCU in review. Um, just doing a star rating and a little review down below in the description. Um, doing the same thing over at our Twitter account, so at Cinema Marvelous. Um, yeah, today we've been having a good time talking about DC. Uh, very, very much looking forward to the future. Um, hope you enjoyed and give us a follow, like, whatever you want. Uh, maybe review on iTunes. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, goodbye. Bye.